Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Monday. Not sure what's going on in your part of the world. I'll tell you what's going on in my part of the world. Northeast finished a whole bit of darkness and rain. Now it's just, it's getting cold, but it's at least sunny. I don't know about you, but this whole winter thing here in the Northeast, here in America, we just changed the clocks back, which is great for that Saturday night sleep. But that Sunday evening, man, it felt like 10 o'clock last night. It was like 6.30, if you have that same feeling. But I got to tell you one thing about winter. First of all, I'll give you a bit of advice that I got from somebody, close family friend. He said, don't sleep the extra hour. You still can use this because it's still early enough. Your body hasn't adjusted yet. As it is, you gain an hour, right? So if every day, let's say, let's assume you get up at seven every day. So because the clocks change, you can get up at six and it feels like seven. So just stay getting up at six. Until your body readjusts, just own the extra hour or the own a half an hour. You could, when you adjust your time, you could adjust your activity. This is a great time for those, who, for those of us that are struggling and want to get up earlier and earlier and earlier. Uh, this is a great time to, to, to change the habit, so to speak. So think about that. But, but conceptually, I got to tell you, as, as I get older in life, you start to really appreciate winter. I think we've spoken about this before here. You know, we speak a lot on the show about time to think, time to act. When your time to think is right, your time to act is better. As they say in the business world, measure twice and cut once. Lots of ideas, businesses all fail because people act too quickly. Thought contemplation, strategy matters. And that's what we're talking about in our lives. We're talking about ways in which we could think more. We can be more thoughtful. Well, winter is a time of thought. What's better, honestly, than being in your home and it's dark outside and it's still early. You're not exhausted. The world is slowing down. In my mind, a cup of coffee, a little bit of time to yourself to, to plan, to think, to introspect. It's winter. Winter is the time to think. Summer is the time to act. Not seasons, concepts. And as winter descends upon us, as we march into November, and as the, the days get shorter, the nights get longer, the, 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 the world gets colder, even though you're living in Florida, Rob, and I think colder for you is what, like 72 and beautiful? Or for my Californian friends out there that are like, I don't know what you're talking about. As it gets colder, it's a, it's a chance for us to grow internally. We have to capitalize on the winter. We've been talking a lot about this idea of discipline. And one of the things that I think is a huge misconception that I hope that we are addressing 
throughout all of these past shows is that we see discipline as synonymous with willpower. The people that are disciplined have the most willpower. But if you remember, we did a show on the limits of willpower. Willpower is a limited resource. Some of, some of us have a little bit more or less, but for the most part, we're in the same category. There's only so much you can go to the well, the willpower well. And when you, when you run out of willpower or when something comes at you that you don't even expect and you don't have time to adjust to bring the willpower to it, you fail. That's why we're less effective at night because we're exhausted. We've ran out of our willpower. Willpower is a muscle. You can use your muscle when it's rested. And the more we connect discipline to willpower, the more we constantly fail because we just don't have enough to take us to where we have to go. Change is hard. You got to go through your system. You have lots of stuff up here. You have lots of habits that are hanging on. You have a lot of things that are holding us back from the greatness that we can accomplish. We don't just like turn on willpower and off we go. That's why our resolutions don't make it. And even if we can sort of turn on that willpower and chug along the road, we're not prepared for like things that come out of left field. You know, I mean, questions and it's wonderful. And thank you for emailing. Please continue. Charlie at charlieari.com. I'll try my hardest to respond. You make. You know, how many, you know how much how many questions we got? I got from very similar themes, which we're all in the same bucket for, which is a relationship issue based on something unexpected. My husband does. My kid did. Every time this happens, there's these curveballs that get in the way of our day. And as a result, it throws us. So it's one thing to say, I have willpower. I'm going to try to eat healthier and speak better and engage in deeper things. And okay, off I go. Let's go. Come on. And we, and we start to climb up the mountain. What happens if you're climbing up the mountain? And then there's like a, an asteroid that just hits you. Someone just says something. Your boss does this and when you walk in. Your kids do this. Your husband, wait, you're not prepared for that. So willpower just won't work. It's a finite resource. Discipline is not synonymous with willpower. Willpower is one of the tools that you use in the world of discipline. Now remember, discipline is the key because as if you remember the beginning, we opened with enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is the light that we bring into the world. Enthusiasm is like all of the energy that gets mustered up that we can bring. But when we take the energy, it's all over the place. Discipline is what hones the energy in and focuses it on a, on a deliberate path. Jocko Willenick, the famous Navy SEAL that is now a a speaker and he travels the world. He has a great quote. I never forget it. He says, discipline equals freedom. It's a very spiritual quote. Very. The material mind doesn't see that. A materialist says hedonism equals freedom. That's how a materialist thinks. The more freedom I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. The spiritual mind gets that. Discipline equals freedom. Because if I'm disciplined, I have control over my environment. I'm truly free. I'm not free if I can't control myself. Yes, I can order anything I want to eat, but I'm not free because I am like a slave to the food. I'm a slave to the temptations. I'm a slave to my body. That's not freedom. Discipline is what brings freedom.
So discipline is the key, but what we've been talking about throughout the whole time, and I want to sort of start to come to an end. That's our goal this week to sort of like, never close a chapter, but let's close this chapter and move on. Which is the idea of discipline being connected to willpower is not true. It's willpower is a piece. Discipline actually is more connected to imagination. Doesn't seem like that, right? Imaginate, imaginative people, creative types seem to be like totally undisciplined. It'd be true. If you want to understand the, the real secrets, the core of discipline, you have to realize that it rests in our ability to use our imagination because imagination is the part of our brain that sees into the future. Imagination is the gift that we have that doesn't make us bound to the present. Because my brain basically is just a collection of what has happened to me, right? Our minds are neuroplastic connections that we have developed from the beginning of our lives to today. So basically what I have to go on is what I have already done. That's why the future scares me because I have no way of processing it based on what I did yesterday. That's why most ideas are really just analogies of the past. And whenever something, whenever you're trying to process something, what you're really doing is trying to say, where in my brain can I see a pattern? And when I look at this pattern, I could now begin to understand that this pattern feels like something. And so, oh, I'm familiar with it. It makes sense. But if you throw me something that I've never seen before, that's what scares me. That's why we're so scared of the unknown. That's why we're scared to grow because the growth means I'm doing something I don't know how to do. And it scares us because the most of our brain is being used to process the world from the things that already happened. But we have this gift that God gave us called imagination. Imagination allows us to see into the future. We know that liver ice cream is going to taste bad. We don't have to taste it. When Walt Disney built Disneyland, he had already died before it opened up. Not the one in California, the one in Orlando. And they went to his, his brother Roy and said, isn't it a shame that Walt wasn't able to see this? And Roy said, are you kidding me? He's seen this a million times. The ability to go into the future is a gift that first of all, we have to be thankful for. Imagination is something that we think belongs to like, Creative types that draw in their notepads or little kids that pretend that they're policemen and fire chiefs and doctors and nurses all at the same time. But sophisticated people like me and you, like, come on. We just live in the real world, which is the past. I'm not going to get into this, but you see this a lot with professionals. I lived in that world. I come from that planet. It happens across the board. Lawyers, doctors, account. And I love them. I'm one of them. It's my, it's my background. It's the milk in which I drank in the career world that I grew up in. But let me tell you something about professionals. Most professionals or many professionals, they're wonderful people, but we, we live in the past because you use precedent to grow. And of course, part of the greatness of certain professionals, whether they be doctors or lawyers or accountants, or other professionals that are out there, nurses, teachers, professionals, people that grew up in a system is the ability to balance between the past, what I knew, what I know, what I was taught, schools, books, and the future. 
but understand that the ability to go into the future is a gift, but that's the, the key. And I want to just like pull it out and like, look at it. This idea, imagination is the key to understanding discipline. And we spoke yesterday about this idea that by looking into the future and, and, and anticipating issues, we could now create a path that takes us down to even avoid the issues in the first place. Right. So I could avoid the issue of the late night snacking by planning to eat. I can avoid the issue of the 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 insensitivity fights that I have with my spouse by by being proactively appreciative. Right. I can avoid issues of forgetfulness by planning it in my calendar. I can avoid issues of interdepartmental conflict by scheduling meetings where we talk about things for months before it hits. I can avoid issues of failing in subjects if I schedule time to study five minutes a day. Everything that is coming down the pike that I could see in the future, if I roll it back, if I take the future and bring it to the present, now I'm looking at it and going, I'm six months away from a disaster. Let me now begin the process. But there's another area that I want to get to right now. Let's go back for a second and understand the marshmallow test and then the chocolate test and see how it connects. Remember the marshmallow test, right? Kids sitting in a room. Here's a marshmallow. Free marshmallow. They didn't have a marshmallow before they walked in. Have it now or wait till you get the next one, right? Now, they're they're trying to test for self-regulation, discipline. If you can regulate your emotions, if you can control your limbic system, if you can allow your prefrontal cortex to dominate, then it's going to show the researchers that you can do this, and that's going to help you because you got to do that for life. Okay, let's go forward. Dan Ariely, right? I'll give you a box of chocolates. I'll give you half a box of chocolates now or a box and a half in a week. Same test. If I can control myself now and not eat the chocolates, I get I, I, I double. Right? Like, why wouldn't I do that? And then he finds that if I give you that option to the future, you always make the right choice. Why? Because in the future, I'm not in the world of my emotions. But in the present, I am. Okay. That means that when I'm in the present, I have to figure out a way to overwhelm my emotions. Now, I can plan for the future. It's great. Yesterday. What happens when I'm into the present now? What happens if I'm in the world and I'm planning? I planned for the future, but I'm here now. The kid walks in and he throws a temper tantrum. I'm sitting at the, uh, at the fridge, right? I'm giving up the ability to pray, whatever. Whatever the things are that I am in the middle of right now and my limbic system is firing, the chocolate's passing by my nose. The marshmallow's in front of me. Now, if I could take myself into the future, it's one thing. But what if I can't? I'm here. What do I got to do? So this is where we start using the future, the imagination. You see, you can use the future to understand what's coming down the pike so that you can prepare for it. But you can also use the future to start to experience the benefits of what happens when I pass. Right, Your imagination can be used also to live in the future right now. Happens all the time. We use our imagination to live in the, in the, fu- in the, in the future 
to my detriment. How many times have you been nervous before? How many times have you gotten up, let's say, to speak or present and you're thinking it's going to fail, it's going to fail, it's going to fail. And that's in the future. And before you even stand up, you're going out of your mind. How many times do you predict it's happening right now? It's Monday. I don't know when you're listening to this, but the United States elections are on a day from now. Half the country's going, the whole country's going, oh my God, if we lose, what's going to be, what's going to be, what's going to be, what's going to be, what's going to be? They have no idea that I'm in the future. How many times in our lives do we do this? We look into the future and we use it to feel some, a, a certain way today. Why can't we use that for our benefit? Why can't we look into the future about how we're going to succeed and say, oh my gosh, how good am I going to feel when I overcome this challenge? Do you see that? I'm in front of the fridge and I'm going, wow, I can feel how good it's going to feel when I act healthy and lose that weight. I can feel it. I'm going, I'm, I'm, the fridge is open. I'm staring in it. The cake's going, eat me, eat me, eat me, eat me. And you're going, sure, 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 sure. And in the back of your mind, go, oh, wait a second, I can use my brain. And for a second before you eat them, you close your, you don't want to close your eyes, but gosh, how good is it going to feel when I could act, look that way? You're in the moment and your limbic system is firing. And you know what you're doing? You're not fighting going, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes. Ah, fine. You're going, wait, that's going to feel great. And you draw in the benefit into the present. How good is it going to feel when my kid starts to learn what it means to, to, to not be negative? I know it's going to take me a long time every time he yells at me. Take a deep breath and go, okay, honey. I got to discipline him, of course, but like I know that yelling ain't, ha- ain't, ain't, ain't doing it. I got to teach my kids how to deal with issues without yelling and they're going to look to me so if every time they spill something or do something, even if they're wrong and I and I respond a certain way, they're going to learn that. I get that. I've been thinking about it. I'm planning. I'm doing this thing. I'm living. But now I'm in the moment and this thing is hitting me. And as it's hitting me, I'm thinking, how good is it going to feel when that kid gets it? And I look back at myself and I can see all the times I held it back. How good is it going to feel when I did everything in my part to build the marriage I'm supposed to build? How good is it going to feel when I turn in my assignment and I get an A? How good is it going to feel when I can connect to the creator of the universe in a deep way? And just every time I am in a scenario where I am going to fail at something in my limbic system, my emotions are overwhelming and I got no other choice. What I am doing is I can reach out into the future and I can draw the benefit that I'm going to get into my present and taste and feel the pride that I will feel when it's over and I did it. I don't have to wait for the benefit because I can use my imagination. That's the beauty of an imagination. I can, if I can do it for the negative feelings that I'm anticipating, why can't I do it for the positive feelings that I'm anticipating? Why can't I picture what it's going to feel like when I'm done and I feel amazing that I did it while I'm going through it? I leapfrog to the end and feel so good for accomplishing that now I'm getting so much joy out of accomplishing that it now counteracts the emotion of do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. We use the future to influence the present. All right, we're going to continue this. We're going to continue this.
once we understand this, we get it. I'll end, I'll end with this one quote I, I read yesterday. It's a great book written by the son of Maimonides. Here's what he writes, and this I'll end. He says, whenever you're going through challenge, picture the benefit of the end. And here's what he says. He who appreciates the value of his goal will disregard any sacrifices needed to reach it. Think about that. The value of our goal will disregard any sacrifices on the way. All right. We'll continue with God's help. Have an amazing day. Think about this today. Try it. So we do here. We try stuff out. If you're ever in a moment today that you're, you feel like you're getting overwhelmed by the emotional limbic system is firing. Think of the benefit you'll get for not doing the thing or for holding back and try to bring it into your life. Let me know how it goes. All right. Have a great day with God's help. Can't wait to see you again tomorrow.